Welcome to episode 163 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Shanghai Disneyland, and we're coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us on our website at tdrexplorer.com, and we're also all over social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook... YouTube and probably MySpace at some point um, under TDR Explorer. And I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor of TDR Explorer. And I am the one. Don't say <laughs> it. Don't say it. I don't, I don't <laughs> even know. <laughs> I usually have something witty to say, and I kind of went blank on this one. Because you are the one probably in a rage uh, that we were into this episode and we were re- recording. I'm making quotation marks. You can't see it, but I wasn't recording. <laughs> so. I'm so sorry. That's why. That's why. <laughs> yeah, we have to start. We, we had to start over again. Um, I am the one not remembering what he said before. So there we go. <laughs> um, and joining as always is the beautiful Patricia. Hey, guys. I'm the one that for, forgets to turn on my mic when we record episodes. <laughs> I'm Trish. You can find me at Dream Sweets Love on Twitter and Instagram. And um, at least I'm recording now. You can sometimes find me by the pool sipping a cocktail. At Miracosta. Because it's been pretty hot lately. Yes. And isn't that the perfect place to be on a hot day? Yeah. For a little bit. I'm not I'm not one to like sit by the pool all day. It's not my not my jam, I guess. <laughs> I tried when I was down in Okinawa, I tried. Oh yes. I, I did it for maybe an hour and then I had to go do something else. <laughs> I'm not I I've never been the type of person to just kind of lounge. Sometimes you can lounge, Chris. I don't know. It's just never been my thing for whatever reason. I don't know. It's been really weirdly hot here lately in Japan. Yeah. And it's only May. It's only May. <laughs> and summer is coming. And I don't know what people are going to do. People are already freaking out. Next year, the Olympics are coming. And it's like in summer, like summer, summer. I, You know, they've had it in the past in, in October, which is why sports day um was in is is in October because that's when they had the Olympics in 1964. So um, yeah, it's going to be madness. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, and I, I feel like this summer is going to get pretty bad. Yeah, pretty bad. But uh, we're not talking about Japan this episode. No. <laughs> we're talking about Hong Kong Disneyland and the mistakes to avoid before, during, and after. Your visit? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, actually, before we start, I had one that I wanted to add uh, because Hong Kong does something very similar to my hometown. And I think it's just something that um, like cities that are like in really hot, like tropical and subtropical climates do. And um, I think it's kind of weird for people that don't come from those climates. But what they do is they pump the AC to max so it is like dying hot it's like a sauna outside like it's got to be good for your skin right all that humidity and then you go inside and it's freezing you you literally need a jacket yeah that was one thing that really threw me off with hong kong because um i come from middle of canada so it does it does get hot in the summer um Mm -hmm. due to contrary belief (laughs) <laughs> Canada does get hot in the summertime, but when it comes to AC, we don't particularly pump it that much. Like, we don't need to, because it's not humid, I guess. Especially, like, in the middle of Canada, it's not. It's a dry heat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, in the buildings and stuff, 
I feel it's nice and cool. It's comfortable. And never did I ever feel like I needed a, a, a jacket. But going to Hong Kong in the middle of summer, you're sweating and melting outside. And then you go inside and you need a jacket because it's so cold. It's insanity. I, I've had moments where I forgot a jacket and I had a class, like a university class uh, in Miami. And I am literally shivering in my seat just waiting for the class to end because I'm like dying cold. <laughs> and lecture halls are usually pretty chilly anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, uh, before we start talking about uh, mistakes to avoid at Hong Kong Disneyland, just want to remind everyone about our Patreon. Thank you to everyone who is already contributing. It does help keep the show running because we do have things to pay for. We have to pay to get the podcast edited together, pay for our equipment and all that fun stuff. So if you want to help support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now and every little bit helps. If you want to just do a dollar, two dollars, that's totally cool. And we also have different rewards uh, depending on the level that you pledge. And the $5 level is one of our most popular ones where we give you a shout out at the end of the show. So if you listen all the way to the end, you'll hear us giving a shout out to a bunch of explorers. So if you want us to give you that shout out, make sure you head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now to give that pledge. And you know what? Sometimes we take particular joy in the shout outs time. <laughs> for example, I exactly, I know exactly which name. <laughs> for example, my favorite, my favorite shout out is Spoopy. <laughs> there you go. You got a bonus shout out. <laughs> Love you, Spoopy. Yeah. yeah, they're getting a bonus one today. <laughs> <laughs> and also, too, uh, you can head on over to our website for all our travel guides, especially for the mistakes that we're talking about today in Hong Kong Disneyland. You can find them on our Hong Kong Disneyland travel guide, which is free, by the way, up on our website at tdrexplorer.com slash travel dash guides. And we also have travel guides for Shanghai Disneyland, for Tokyo Disney Resort, of course, Universal Studios Japan, also for Tokyo and Japan. There's there's a ton of information on there for you. For you. There's both premium and a free guide. So make sure you head on over to tdrexplorer.com slash travel dash guides. Okay, so mistakes to avoid at Hong Kong Disneyland. So many mistakes, man. So many mistakes. <laughs> the first time we recorded this, we were talking about how I arranged these in 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 order of like rage inducing <laughs> for you. What will cause me rage? <laughs> yeah, so so we're gonna start off with ones that aren't particularly rage inducing and then as we go down the list it's gonna get Patricia's probably gonna get a little upset as we go along. Oh my god. Here. I'm so scared to get to the end of the list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's just start with uh one of the more I don't want to say obvious because if you've never traveled uh, to Hong Kong before, some of this isn't as obvious. Visiting during Chinese New Year or the summer is okay. a mistake. Okay. Let me let me explain this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh no. <laughs> I know. I know. This is a mistake that I always make, but it's not a mistake. It mm-hmm. is an informed decision. And sometimes it's the only time that you can get vacation time. If you if you like are trying to arrange work schedules or uh, kids school schedules. And that's why they should be people listeners should read the guides because 
uh, it helps. It helps to organize your trip if you have to go during one of these times. But if you do not have to go, don't go. And if you want to know why you shouldn't go, listen to one of the podcasts we've recorded of of trip reports uh, of when I've gone during the summer <laughs> and um, the rage is unimaginable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the summer is hot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you've been to Florida, it's worse. You know, I'm cool with heat. I'm good with heat. It's just um, it, it, sometimes at Disney, it's crowded. And I know Hong Kong, this is something we're probably going to talk about later, but like, you know, when there there's crowds, you bump into people, there's body, body liquids everywhere. It's kind of gross. And, and people are like touching handrails and leaning and, and, and it's, it's gross. It's gross. You know, anywhere where there's lots of people and in Japan as well, when you get on the trains and stuff, it's like, Ugh. so, um, yeah, don't, don't go during crowded times. It's not fun. Lines are long. Yeah, so. The summertime, meaning June, July, August, even September to an extent, because it's still pretty hot in September. Yeah. Um, Hong Kong never really cools down. <laughs> like maybe December, January, it's comfortable. It is. It's so never. Nice. Co- it's never cold. Yeah. It's just comfortable. It is really comfortable. We've gone um, in the winter time, and it's really, really lovely. It's just, it's just warm enough that you're escaping the freezing temperatures of the bay. Um, but it's, uh, it's great. Uh, and the other thing is, you mentioned September, October. Another thing that Hong Kong has in common with my hometown is um, we get hurricanes, they get typhoons. Yeah. You don't want to be there during that time. And the typhoons in Hong Kong can be really bad, like Mm -hmm. to the point where the park will actually close. Exactly. This is not like the typhoons where I'm like, hey, there's a typhoon. Let's go to Tokyo Disneyland because there's no lines. No, no, these are not those typhoons. Don't go to the park in that weather. And like Chris said, it, it, it might be closed. So not good. Yeah. There's been instances where if you're at the hotel, you just have to, you have can't leave the hotel. Mm-hmm. It's too dangerous. So you just stay there. Not to um, mention, if you have to catch a flight, that flight might not be leaving. Yep. And then, of course, there's Chinese New Year. And mainly for this is because uh, it's going to be busy. Mm-hmm. And this is typically in at the end of February into April because it changes every year. Chinese New Year always falls on a different week. Mm-hmm. But it's generally around that time, so you just have to kind of check. Parks are going to be busy. People from main, the mainland are in Hong Kong. Uh, people in Hong Kong are off and everything. So it's a, it's a big holiday. And, it, yeah, it's just going to be busy all around. So you definitely don't want to go during that time if you can help it. But the Chinese New Year event is really cute. True. Though. Good merch, too. And it's usually, like, they keep it around, like, the Chinese New Year event is usually around in, like, mid-January into almost, like, March. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I, I meant to say it goes February into March, not February into April. Oh, February well, yeah. into March. <laughs> it's, only, it's, only, it's only a week. It's not, it's not a month. It's only a week. Yeah. So uh, you're probably thinking, well, when should we go then? Well, visiting March into May and then November into December, those are usually pretty good times to go. If you can, you know, travel during those times, mm-hmm. it's a good time to go and the weather's comfortable. Uh, and, and then for days of the week, Tuesday through Thursday, that's kind of universal across most theme parks. Just visit midweek and you'll be fine. I Not can't that Hong Kong. there, not at all. 
Not that Hong Kong gets ridiculously busy, except for Chinese New Year. <laughs> but for the most part, if you're if you're if you've done like capacity days at any other Disney park, Hong Kong is going to feel like a walk in the park. So another mistake to avoid is not staying at one of the Disney hotels on property. Okay, I wouldn't call this a mistake. I would because there are so many <laughs> nearby hotels, and it's. Very easy to get to the parks. But saying that, I do like staying on property. And like when we go to Disney World, it's always one of our favorite parts. Like one of the things that my child loves. So if you have kids, um, this is really great. And this is um, really fantastic for Hong Kong's climate in particular because it's very close to my, um, my hometown's climate. Uh, one of the things that we used to do when we were kids is during the day, we'd go, we'd hit the morning, and it would get crowded, and it would get hot, we'd have lunch, we would get conked out, and what our parents would do would be to take us back to the hotel, to the pool, and then take a little nap, and then go back at night. So if you have kids, staying at the hotel is a lifesaver, especially with a hot and humid climate. And um, yeah. it's just nice to stay at a Disney hotel. You've got really fun restaurants. You've got lovely theming. You know, you're you're in the Disney bubble, which you cannot beat. No, exactly. And while I, like staying, I, I, I've stayed off property a couple times while going to Hong Kong Disneyland, and I just like adding that extra commute. I'd rather just not. I'd rather just stay at the Disney hotel because you just hop on the bus and you're there. As opposed to hopping on a train. <laughs> I don't know. Like you said with the whole thing with the heat. Because it gets so hot, I like to be able to have a rest mm-hmm. in the middle of the day. Because there's no real comfortable place to just get out of the heat in the park itself. Yeah. So having that option to, you know, 10 minutes and you're back in your hotel room, you can have a nap. And then you can go back. I love that. Um, and also, too, they do a lot of deals with the hotels, which are always changing. Sometimes you can get, if you're a uh, annual pass holder, which they call Magic Access, you can sometimes get the hotel for 40% off. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things that I really like about how they they do their, like, for example, their annual passes in the hotels. It's like the American Park style um, which also runs those deals, which are like, if you catch it, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So it's best to go on the official website and just see what deals they have because they're, they're, they're always changing. Mm-hmm. So just make sure you, you, you go and check. Cause I remember it, it was going to be, it's going to be two years ago now, but I got 40% off staying on the kingdom club level at the Hong Kong Disneyland hotel. Mm-hmm. So that means like club level access and everything. And I got it for 40% off. Like, that's a lot. <laughs> that's fantastic. You can't beat good that. savings. No, definitely can't. And also for the hotels, uh, there's the Hollywood Disney's Hollywood Hotel, which is Art Deco, the Disney Explorers Lodge Hotel, which is their best hotel, in my opinion. I love it there. It's like an adventure theme, explorer themed mm-hmm. kind of hotel. And then we have the Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel, which is essentially the Grand Floridian, just smaller. Yeah. Well, I mean... It's, it's basically the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel because Tokyo Disneyland totally copied that hotel. 
um, which was really <laughs> shocking when we went for the first time. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> when we walked in, it's a beautiful hotel. Uh, and yeah. oh my God, it's, yeah, go check it out. It's, it's gorgeous. Another mistake, and I know this one's going to get you riled up, Yes, is only visiting the park for one day. Okay, I'm already getting angry because when this park <laughs> opened and people were saying, it's a half-day park, it's a half-day park, even then I wouldn't have called it a half-day park. You could easily spend the day enjoying every moment of the park and you could fill that entire day for sure. And now... It is definitely more than a one-day park because their entertainment is really good. There's so much to do. There's so many unique attractions that you cannot find at the other Disney parks. It's, it is just a little gem, and I adore it. No, I agree with you 100% on that. It is not. It's on a half-day park. It's on Mm-mm. a one-day park. It's two. Yeah. At the like. You have to go for two. If you go for one, you're going to rush. And especially if you're staying at one of the Disney hotels, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to enjoy the hotel either. No. Which you should. Because there's a lot to do at the hotels. Especially with the buffets and stuff, the character buffets that they have. Yeah. You, you can easily spend half a day just at the hotel. Easily. Mm-hmm. And there's activities at the hotels, which I think we didn't mention before. Oh, yeah. there's They have their stuff for children. There's The one thing I like the most is... Uh, Master Goofy does Tai Chi in the morning at the Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel. Oh, my God. (laughs) Which is really cool. And they also have character greetings at the hotels, too. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. We run into those by chance. And it's so, it's like a a little magical moment. Yeah. It's, they put a lot of effort into those hotels. So they definitely make it worth staying there for sure. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, two days, definitely. Uh, if you want something really leisurely, you can do three. That is really stretching it, though. <laughs> I'll be honest. But if you're staying at one of the Disney hotels, then you can totally have like a really relaxed day, just soaking up in the pool or going to the spa or like whatever, just kind of hanging out. <laughs> Next one, relying on the free Wi-Fi in the park. I never rely on it because it just it. It's not that it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's that it doesn't cover the entire park, and it's frustrating. So it'll work on places like Main Street USA or outside of the attractions, but as soon as you're inside in the queue, forget it. Oh, no. It doesn't. It, it just doesn't reach. So it's a little frustrating, especially if, if that's your main source of internet. But with that said, the Wi-Fi at the hotels is perfect. I've had zero issues with the wife, the hotel Wi-Fi. There so it's go. just it's just in the park. So get yourself a SIM card or a Wi-Fi device from the airport. Uh, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes uh, which ones to get, and then that way you don't have to rely on on, on the free Wi-Fi in the park. And the the internet in Hong Kong isn't filtered. It's not like mainland China, like Shanghai, mm-hmm. where the internet is filtered. Oh right. Um, Hong Kong isn't. So you can access all, like, you can access everything Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. So you don't have to worry about that. And another reason why you should carry around the, the SIM card or the Wi Fi is that if you're going to Hong Kong, the city itself is amazing and you're going to want to spend time there for sure. And it's good to have for when you're moving around. So, yeah, definitely get Wi Fi. Yeah, I've, I've never been a one to, 
rely on public Wi-Fi, I just don't like it. No. Because I feel like I feel like I'm tethered uh-huh. to certain places. Like Hong Kong, or sorry, uh, Starbucks in Hong Kong has Wi-Fi. I believe McDonald's does too. And a lot of the shopping malls and stuff have it. But right. I feel like I spend more time trying to get on the Wi-Fi than, you know, just enjoying myself. So I'd rather just have my phone work and not have to fiddle with trying to get on the different Wi-Fis. Mm-hmm. Another mistake is assuming there are no weights for anything. Yes. This yes, is a really yes, big yes. mistake because everybody talks about, oh, there's no weights <laughs> for the attractions. Well, that is true for the most part. The attraction wait times are lower compared to other Disney parks. So it's not uncommon to see Space Mountain at a five minute wait or Mystic Manor even at a five minute wait. Or 10 or 15 and on a you know maybe a particularly busy day it might be 30 minutes which <laughs> comparing to other disney parks that's nothing uh of course if you're visiting during chinese near that's a whole other ball game but we won't get into that but it's um it used to be it used to be walk-ons but it has that's another thing that's changed um mm-hmm. attraction times have gone up so don't expect it to all be a walk-on um do your research uh, if you can find um, an app to check wait times, check it like a week in advance. That's something I always do or a couple of weeks in advance on the days of the week that you're going to just get a feel for it and um, check it ahead of time because you cannot, you can't think of it as a half day park anymore. It's not a half day park. You can't think of it as an empty park. You know, there's people now <laughs> um, and it, and deservedly so because they they have improved so much. And while the attraction wait times are a little bit lower, like I said. Right. It's not like Tokyo Disneyland. No, it's not like that at all. But where wait times are going to get you are the character greetings. Yes. The character greetings have longer wait times than most of the attractions. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm talking sometimes an hour to two hours, and I'm not kidding. I waited two hours for Mickey and Minnie during Christmas time to, to get pictures in their Christmas outfits. Two hours. Two hours you know, at Hong Chris, Kong Disneyland. I'm thinking I two hours is not so bad for, for those amazing costumes. But you're right. No. <laughs> because, <laughs> no, I know. But, um, yeah, it, it's up there. And another thing, you know how we were talking about, like, it being, like, not a one-day park? Uh, that's another thing. If you like characters, and this is something that happened to my friend, they um, will sometimes alternate characters on different days so like for example she wanted to take a picture with um i think what stella lou and cookie or something like that and the first day uh she had um there was a line cut or something happened and she couldn't do it that day then the next day it was the other characters that had alternated them and she could not take pictures with them so that's another thing to watch out for if you have a specific character in mind um going multiple days will definitely help with that yeah, and with the character greetings, they don't really they don't really have a pattern mm-hmm. as to like yeah. how they come out. So if they rotate, um, like uh, the the Duffy friends, there doesn't really seem to be a set how they do it. It's just like, oh, okay, well now it's Duffy and Gelatoni for now. Yeah, and then they go away, and then it's like, okay, now it's Stella Lou and Cookie. Okay, cool. Then they go away, and then they come out. It's like, okay, it's. Shelly Mae and Gelatoni. Oh, okay. So there's no, I feel like there's no rhyme or reason with it. I don't know. It's, it's so, weird. so random, you know, and they had like told it, her yeah. that it was not for that day. 
She said they said that that day that character was not coming out. So for the character greetings, um, a lot of them are in the front of the park on Main Street USA. Mm -hmm. So always in the middle, though, is always Mickey and Minnie. That doesn't change. But there are characters around the other uh, outer edge, like the other characters, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, Pluto, Chip and Dale. Those rotate out. So you kind of have to pay attention and just ask the cast members because they'll usually tell you who the next character is. Right. That's coming out. And they do cut off the line. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another thing that you kind of have to be aware of, too. So, yeah. And also, they usually open the park. Or I shouldn't say the park. They open up Main Street USA 30 minutes before the park opens. And that's when they'll have character greetings. So you can kind of get... A, a couple greetings out of the way before the park even opens, mm-hmm. which is always really good. So if the park is, says it, they're going to open at 1030, well, you'll be able to get into the park where on Main Street USA at 10 o'clock. So you can kind of you can start lining up at about 930. It's probably good if you want to be like first in line for the character greetings. And if you get, if you get there early, you're going to notice there's a lot of Japanese guests because yes. they know how it works. So there you go. That's a pro tip for you. (laughs) Oh, another mistake. This kind of ties into what you were uh, just saying. Not using the official Hong Kong Disneyland app. You have to use it and have it for iOS and Android. So your iPhone and your Android device, like if you have a Samsung phone, you can download the app. It's official and it has the wait times, which is important. Show schedules, operating hours, and even menus for the restaurants. Restaurant menus, you guys. Not everything park has that. So take advantage. I mean, it's this this gives me rage too because if you have a resource, use it. It makes your trip easier. Use your resources. Mm-hmm. So yeah, make sure you download download that ahead of time and you can just, you know, play play around with it and know and know how it works. And you can buy your park tickets through there too if you want. And all, there's there's also the the PhotoPass app too cuz they do have PhotoPass and it works just like all the other Disney parks except for Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> Another mistake Especially if this is like a once in a lifetime trip, mm-hmm. skipping the Disney dim sum. Oh my God. Speaking of rage, why would you skip this, you guys? Why would you do it? First of all, Hong Kong, delicious food. Second mm-hmm. of all, Disney, cute food. It's a marriage made in heaven. Yes, the dim sum are these like dumplings. So it's like, um, I guess if you've seen um, the. The short bow, you know, the Pixar short. That's kind of like that. The well, except it doesn't come to life. But <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> that would be so um, sad and scary. <laughs> Sorry, they <Allah>. are. <laughs> it's all steamed buns, and they all have different fillings, and they ha- look like Disney characters. Oh my god! So, and it's unique to Hong Kong. You're not you're not going to find this in Tokyo. You're not going to find this in Shanghai. You're Mm-mm. not going to find it at the other Disney parks. This is only at Hong Kong Disneyland, and it's at the Crystal Lotus, which yeah. is in the Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel. And really important, so make sure you remember this. Write this down. Whatever. Pause the episode. Go find a pen and paper. Whatever. <laughs> Whip out your phone. Write this down in your notes app. You have to make an advance reservation. You cannot just show up. Right. Because they are made to order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're staying if you're staying at one of the Disney hotels, super easy. You can just email um, the reservation center and they'll make the reservation for you. Very simple. And they even will email you a copy of the current menu because the menu does change. Yeah. So they give you uh, a list of like which dim sum you want to order. You send it back to them. They make the reservation. They put in the order. Boom, done. You just show up after that. 
How easy is that, you guys? You can also uh, call ahead of time if you if you like to. And don't worry, everyone. Well, I shouldn't say everyone. Most people in Hong Kong speak English, especially mm-hmm. at the resort. There's going to be someone there that speaks English. Most cast members do speak English. Heck, if there, you speak so. Japanese, there's there's a ton of people that speak Japanese as well. Yeah, so Hong Kong is pretty easy when it comes to language. Mm-hmm. And if you're worried about phoning long distance, just use Skype. And just call that way. Really simple. Yeah, we that's how we've done it. We've always done it by phone. Yeah, it, 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 it's really easy. And remember, you have to call in advance. I believe it's 24, no, 48 hours. Yeah. Ahead of time. So as soon as you make your hotel reservation, then just, just make the booking right away and boom, you're done. Don't skip that because that is quintessential Hong Kong right there. Mm-hmm. Another mistake is... Missing or skipping Mickey and the Wondrous Book. Why would you do that? That is like, this is me clapping. That is their best show. Oh, it looks amazing. It is so good. Mickey and the Wondrous Book is so good. It is um, the best one out of all the versions, like the different, because there's one in, there's a version in Paris. The name is escaping me right now. And then there's, Mickey and the Magical Map, I think, in mm-hmm. Disneyland. Right. That's what it's called. I, I haven't seen the one in Paris, so I can't really speak to that one. But I've seen the one in, in Disneyland. And sorry, Disneyland, the one in Hong Kong is much better. Ooh. Much, much better. I'm throwing some shade there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey and the Wonders book is, like, you have to see that show. Like, if you If you skip it, what are you doing with your life? Their like, entertainment really. is so good right now. They put in. They put a lot of effort into it. For Mickey and the Wanderers book, they have multiple showings a day, of course, and I believe the first one's on is at like eleven thirty, twelve o'clock, or something like that. Yeah. So, unless you have an advanced reservation, because sometimes, uh, depending on like what deal is happening with the hotel or what annual pass you have, you might have priority entrance. Yeah. But if you don't, make sure you get there at least half an hour beforehand because the shows do fill up. And you don't want to you don't want to miss out on that. And then for the other entertainment, we have the Festival of the Lion King, which is also a must. It is different from the version in Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. So a big mistake, I guess, this is a bonus mistake. Thinking it's the same as the one in Walt Disney World, it is not. You need to see it. And then we have Paint the Night, which is their nighttime parade, which is always good. And then we have the Flights of Fantasy parade during the day, which is really fun. And then we have the Moana stage show as well. How is that? That. Uh, that just debuted last year, last May, I think. Right. It's 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 a cute show. If you like Moana, you're going to really enjoy the show. And they do it in both Cantonese and English oh, at cool. the same time, so it's really cool. And so moving and moving on to attractions, missing some of the best attractions. Now this is a, this is a mistake that's hard to make, but it's worth mentioning, <laughs> so you don't make them. Um, don't miss, of course, Mystic Manor. That's mm-hmm. probably the reason why you're going. Right. Is for Mystic Manor. You can't miss that attraction. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Oh my, why would if, you miss it? Yeah. And then we have a big Grizzly Mountain Runaway Mine Cars. <gasps> I can never remember that name. I always have to write it down. <laughs> That's a. It's a hybrid between Big Thunder Mountain and Expedition Everest. And it's unique to Hong Kong Disneyland. So that's a good one to do. And then we have the Iron Man Experience. It's essentially Star Tours, but with Iron Man, it's and, good to do. And it's localized, which I always love when theme parks do that. Yeah, so it's it's specific to Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Like when you ride it, you're you know they mention Hong Kong in it, which is nice. Yeah. Well, the the whole thing is set in Hong Kong, yeah. I should say. 
So it's very Hong Kong specific. Even if they took that, I mean, if they took the Iron Man experience and put it in a different Disney park, they would have to change the setting. So that's like something as like a theme park fan that I adore when they do that. Like when we went to Universal Studios and they had like Godzilla and it was set in Osaka. I live for that. I love it. I love seeing it placed in the city where you're at at the moment. Yeah, I, I love that little attention to detail that you, that they they do with that. And then, of course, we have the newest attraction, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Nano Battle. Ooh. That one's unique to Hong Kong Disneyland. So make sure you check that out. It, it, it replaced the former Buzz Lightyear Astro Blaster. So same concept. You're shooting, but you're Ant-Man. Or helping Ant-Man and the Wasp, <laughs> I should say. And... Our last mistake to avoid is paying full price for the food. I don't find this rage inducing. <laughs> we kind of <laughs> tapered off a little bit. I what think. happened? We kind of and went down, down. <laughs> the food in Hong Kong Disneyland is expensive. It is very expensive. It's going to cost you anywhere between fifteen to twenty dollars just for one meal, like a counter service meal. So it's not cheap. So there's a way. There's ways around this, and they even sell this right through the official Hong Kong Disneyland website as an add-on you can buy meal vouchers and this is a set price but then you can get different meals at different restaurants and if you work out the math properly you can end up saving a good five or six dollars per meal um, if not more by getting by getting the food voucher and the food voucher also comes with a a either like ice cream or popcorn. Oh. And those are usually 3 or $4 on their own. So perfect, right? Not bad. Not bad, man. <laughs> Can't say no to snacks. Way. Nope. Not at all. And that's it for uh, the mistakes to avoid at Hong Kong Disneyland. Don't make those mistakes, you guys. You'll be so sad if you make them. So before we go... <gasps> it's time. <gasps> yes, it's time. Yes. It's time to say thank you to some explorers. And I will go first because I know you want to say thank you to a certain other explorer because i know how much you love it so a big thank you to acro disney girl amanda amy b and amy c mama explorer benjamin brent m carrie claire claudia dave david and emily and thank you to jamie and jose jose you get another special shout out because i was messing up your name for so long we love you jose thank you kathy Thank you, Lee, and thank you, Marie H. and Michael. Thank you, Murray. Thank you, Sophie. And a big, big thank you to Spoopy. Double shout out today. Thank you, Stephanie and Thomas and Tomoko. So thank you so much for pledging the $5 on Patreon and allowing us to give you a shout out on the show. So thank you. Thank you so much. So that's it for us today. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts from and give us those five stars. And if you have any questions or suggestions for the show, you can send them to us. Contact at tdrexplore.com and share this episode with a friend, someone that you're traveling to Hong Kong with or someone you think will just benefit from listening to this awesome podcast. Send it to them. Just Tap on the share there and send it over, I don't know, Instagram or Messenger, you know, whatever your social platform of choice is. WhatsApp. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) You can find everything we talked about here on our website at tdrexplorer.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all those places. So make sure you give us a follow, a like, a thumbs up, a tweet. I don't know. There's so many 
<laughs> There's so many verbs now, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor of TDR Explorer. And I am the one not making mistakes at Hong Kong Disneyland anymore. So there you go. And joining as always is the beautiful Patricia. I'm the one not making mistakes with recording anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys, thank you. Thank you. Thank you always for listening. And um, much like going to the lovely Explorer's Lodge and staying at Hong Kong Disneyland, keep exploring. All right, Explorers, until next time. 